joy. Have you ever wondered why it took the Magi so long to get to Judea? You know, they'd seen this sign in the sky, a, a star, that the king was born. They'd quite possibly been waiting for this for a long, long time. They would have known about the prophecies of the Messiah coming, expectant for this time to come, for the king to be born. And then they saw the star. Not only had they waited a long time for this day to, to happen, but they traveled for weeks, for months. They traveled to see if this day had really come to pass. And it had. You know, today we're looking at joy and the story of the Magi visiting baby Jesus and their reaction and response to the birth of the king. They're full of joy, overjoyed. And I'd like to encourage us all today that their response and their reaction should propel you and I to be filled with joy too. You know, if we're honest, 2020 has been a pretty joyless year for many of us, hasn't it? The pandemic has caused, caused us to feel like it's been a long, long waiting game. We've been in this prolonged season of not knowing what the future holds for us. But like the Magi, I'd like to encourage us that we can still hold on to that hope and be filled with joy today. But as we've seen through the Magi, that true joy can only come from Jesus Christ. You see, ultimate joy won't come from this wonderful vaccine that we now have. It won't come solely from economic stability, whenever that may return. It won't come from the end of social distancing, or to be honest, from any of our life's ambitions. No. As wonderful as many of these things are, joy only comes from Jesus Christ alone. So the Magi, they arrive in Judea, and uh, after traveling for some weeks, some months even, they walk straight to the palace where Herod lives, King Herod. And verse 2 tells us that they ask the king himself, where is the king of the Jews? Hang on a minute. Herod is the king. But they ask, where is the king of the Jews? And skipping to the end of the story, the Magi end up following this bright, shining star to Bethlehem. And they are overjoyed. And when they see the baby Jesus, they bow down and they worship him. And this story is remarkable 
for all of us for three distinct reasons, which I'd love to walk us through now. The first one is this. As I said, the Magi approached King Herod and said, where is the king of the Jews? Can you imagine how offended Herod would have been? Matthew says in in verse 3, he says that he was disturbed, as was the whole of Jerusalem. What's going on? Herod surely felt challenged, felt threatened. Was this a threat to his authority? Because there can only be one king of the Jews. One king on the throne. Imagine you or I meeting Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and asking, Good morning, Your Majesty. Where is the Queen? Bizarre. If you know me well, I had uh, the wonderful privilege of meeting our Queen a few years ago when I was a teenager. I worked in a, in a large church back in Beverly, uh, and I was a, a verger, someone who was responsible for uh, the liturgical preparation of services and events in the minster there. And uh, I had the privilege uh, this particular day of leading the Queen in procession for her Golden Jubilee celebration service. It was a real honor. And the only responsibility I had that day was to bow from the neck to the queen and to signal to the organist to start the fanfare. The queen arrived in the Bentley with the Duke of Edinburgh. The bells uh, were ringing out loud. It was a wonderful occasion. There were 2,000 people crammed into the minster And all eyes were on the queen as she walked through the great west doors. And she came face to face to me and stood about a meter in front of me. And then it was down to me. I simply had to bow, very simple, and then signal to the organist. But what happened was my nerves kicked in and I ended up being the Churchill dog. I was nodding and nodding, and nodding at Her Majesty the Queen. Goodness knows what she thought that day. I eventually signaled to the organist, and everything went to plan. You see, the appropriate response is to bow, not to question. But as we see in this passage, that the Magi, they know that joy will, will not come from earthly rulers or kings, And so what they do is they question Herod's kingship because they know that true joy will only come from God. Now, over the past few years in our nation, but particularly recently in the United States of America, we've seen, especially with the U.S. election, that people are looking for salvation, the thing that will get them out of this this mud and this mess. They're looking for this in politics. It's as though people think that Trump or Biden will be their savior. And if we're honest, me and you, we find ourselves looking to people, looking to leaders, celebrities, material things, money, all those kinds of things to be our savior. But the reality is only Jesus can be and is the savior. 
You see, foreign dignitaries, they arrive to pay homage to a king or a queen. And that's not unusual. It happens even in our own nation when there's a state visit to Buckingham Palace. But the surprise here in this story is that the visit is to a baby. Not King Herod. And the visit is to a village house in Bethlehem and not a royal palace. We see ourselves, don't we, in Herod. We want to cling on to that little bit of power and authority that we think we've got. And we make gods of our own that ultimately mask our ultimate need for Jesus in our lives, the real king. Friends, Christmas is all about joy. But we need to understand it's not found in earthly palaces or rulers or possessions, but it's found in God alone. That's why this story is remarkable. Secondly, it's remarkable because the Magi are outsiders. They're not from Israel. They're probably not Jews. They're outsiders from different countries, and they've come together into the fold of God to take part in this story. And this passage invites us, whoever we are, to take a note from the wise men, the Magi, and drop everything for Jesus. Because only when we drop everything that we consider important to ourselves, only then will we find true joy. We see it with the wise men. The Magi, they dropped everything. They left their homelands, traveled hundreds of miles from places like Persia, Iran, and Arabia, and they left it all to find King Jesus. The question and the challenge to you and I today is, will we do the same? And maybe you're here today and you feel an outsider to God. The joy of the Christmas story is that God invites you in. We've just heard the wonderful Christmas carol sung over us, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And there are some verses in that carol that say this, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Be born in us today. Will we lay down all of the things that we kid ourselves to thinking are good for us in life and give God our heart? You see, the Christmas story tells us that ultimately race Genealogy, wealth, and status do not matter. Because Jesus came to turn what we consider to be success completely upside down and on its head. To set us free from all the things that divide us. Jesus came to save us all. And the best 
gift that has ever been given is God's Son, Jesus Christ. And you can choose today to receive the gift of Jesus, who is the ultimate joy giver. Don't choose today to leave this place still being an outsider, but accept the invitation of Jesus and come on in. Be born in me today. That's why this story is remarkable. Because Jesus can live with you for the rest of your days and into eternity and give you life in all of its fullness, a life that gives joy. And the third and last thing is that there's a surprise to be found in the gifts that are offered to baby Jesus, the treasures. If we look at verse 11, what do they bring to Jesus? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, gold you can understand because this is a sign of kingship. Perhaps nothing abnormal here. The wise men simply believe that Jesus is the king. So it seems apt that they would bring gold to King Jesus. Frankincense, you may wonder, what is that about? Well, it's a sign of deity. Now, this is a surprise. Not only do the Magi believe that Jesus is king, but they believe that Jesus is God. Many people, particularly at this time, 2020, are asking, what does God look like? If you want to know what God looks like, then look at Jesus. His throne seat is in heaven. The third gift is myrrh. This is an even bigger surprise. It's a smelly spice that was used to cover the bodies of the deceased in. Isn't this a bit of an, an offensive gift to give to the King Jesus? What good is a, a dead king? Good for nothing. Well, actually, the Magi knew exactly what they were doing in offering this gift to Jesus. They knew the prophecies. They knew that the Messiah would suffer, that the Messiah would die for his people. He was quite literally born to die. Jesus is not just king, but he's king on a cross. Jesus is the one who lost all power and died to save the world, you and me. That's why this story is remarkable. That's why this story should fill us with joy, because God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us so that our sins may be forgiven, so that we can have life and life into eternity. That should cause us to go, wow, today. 
But we need to be honest with ourselves because within each and every one of us, there is a little King Herod. We don't want Jesus to be the king. We want to be king of our own lives. Well, that, friends, is the definition of sin. And Jesus came to set us free from all of that. Tim Keller said this, At the climax of his life, Jesus ascended not a throne, but a cross. He came as our substitute to bear evil, suffering, and death. The consequences of our turning from God. And he did this so that if we believe, we can be reconciled to him. And when he comes as king the second time, he can end all evil without ending us. So his weakness was really his strength. So where does this leave us today? Three remarkable things we've learned through this passage today. Well, like the Magi, will you be open to the joy coming from God in a manger and not from earthly palaces? Like the Magi, if you're an outsider, will you be open to God? who is drawing you in? And will you invite Jesus to be born in you today? And like the Magi, will you worship the true King, King Jesus, and not the Herods of your life? King Jesus, whose throne was in fact the cross, the one who came to die to set you free. Joy is found in Jesus. That's why this Christmas story is remarkable for you and for me. Amen. Let's just pray wherever we are. Let's bow our heads. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen.